Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land, so we're told, but we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. dog hair on the mic. (laughs) Yeah, that's, I have hair on, on my mic. Somebody, was it you that somebody said that about? No, it couldn't have been you. I must've been watching. No, I was watching an Instagram live and someone was commenting on one of the people's hair on the mic. It's like the, what are you supposed to do? Go hard on the mic, mustard on the beat. You know, (laughs) DJ mustard, how he like produces songs and you always listen to rap and it'll be like mustard on a beat. (laughs) Anyways, that's what people Mustard on the beat. And when I was breastfeeding Sierra, if she would, sometimes babies just like don't clamp on when they're eating and they just kind of go loose, I would say, mushy on the teat. <laughs> <laughs> to myself, alone, as moms do. Mushy on the teat. Folks, we are going to do a new segment. Well, it's not new. <laughs> it's an addition. It's like supplementing an old segment. So at the end of the episodes, we have Top of the Cob, which I want to talk to you about. You know, Emily, when initially, when I birthed the idea, Uh when I created the barnstorm that is Top of the Cob, I guess I wanted it to be more like things that people could identify. I'd be like, you know that feeling when you thought it was going to be something, but then it wasn't. And then people like, oh my God, I love that feeling. I hate that feeling. But it sort of devolved into you only talking about your cat, I have to be honest. And- (laughs) So what we're needing is more, less specific and more like when you think their TSA is going to take all of your drugs, but then they let you through. Like, it's got to be more like, so people can be like, yes, I know that feel like when you thought that person was going to be a bitch and then they were real sweet. So, so I because you have a really good one for this episode then. Yeah, Emily, I do. Do you? No, I was just given these new instructions. I'm, I'll think about right. it. I'll think about it. These are your marching orders. But- it's less about you and more about what we want to do, folks, always. Because the more I tour, the more I hear people like the podcast. I want to include you in top and bottom of the cob. So what does this mean? Well, it means through all the channels that you would submit your questions, you can now, we're starting a new initiative, government funding. <laughs> you can submit your top or bottom of the cob. We're having... You can submit one or the other. That way we can include more people. So at the end of every episode, in addition to our top and bottom of the cobs, we will also be including a top from someone and a bottom from someone. And the best way to let us know is to, as your subject heading, even if it's a DM, just write at the top in in, in all caps, top of the cob, colon, bottom of the cob. You're more likely to get picked if it's quick, not like, okay, so my brother's coming in from Duluth, but my stepsister, like, just like a quick few lines. 
Uh, and we'd love to feature your top and bottom of the cops. And if you are featured on our show, you will be featured. You thought I was going to say win a prize. There are no prizes. There's no division for that. No, so that's but it. that's how we're kicking this off. Important to note, because uh, new wrinkle in things, email. Sometimes you guys have like an automatic email signature. I err on the side of not saying your name unless you say, you can say my name. So if you submit a top or bottom of the cop, I'm saying your name. Top or bottom of the yeah, cop, there there's go. no anonymity unless you say like top or bottom of the cop. No. Or, okay, you're anonymous. Make up a until fake name. <laughs> okay, top or bottom of the cop, you're anonymous unless... Telling me otherwise. If you want your name said, okay. always tell me. Because <laughs> I don't want to out anyone. You're saying, tell me. It has to be one or the other. It's either do not say my name. And if you don't say that, she'll just assume you can. Versus don't say, do say. Mm, no, Vice. I'm saying, all right, you know what? It's your <laughs> job. So whatever you want to do to make it more complicated, that's on you. <laughs> that's on you. Whatever Emily wants. I need, I like how I'm like, let me organize this for you. You're like, I got it. <laughs> You're Get not your hands going off in that my body. email inbox. Get your hands off my light purple body. <laughs> Did you She's see that her. person who's blue because they were drinking hydrocolloidal silver for the last 30 years? Colloidal silver. Uh, that's a thing that has, it's actually in a script I just wrote, but that's like a thing that used to happen in like Victorian times. People would take colloidal silver and it would turn their skin blue. There's like a whole, I think there's like a whole lore episode about it. Not to promote another podcast, but I don't think we share an audience. I do enjoy it. Uh, I just got back from Florida yesterday. We played Tampa and Orlando and the uh, Hard Rock, Fort Lauderdale area. All three Hard Rocks and uh, the last show had about 3,500 people. Orlando, you were en fuego as always. Tampa, you're always a pleasure, folks. I had the best time. And... I will be announcing my new tour dates, my mega tour. I'm not going to say the name of it. It's very cool. We got a lot of cool stuff planned uh, for the fall. So that's coming out any day now we're announcing that. Very excited. Um, I really should know the date, but I've got a lot going on. So Florida was awesome. I will see you guys at Fantasy Springs Resort and Casino this Friday. It's in like Indio, like the Coachella Valley. So if you live in San Bernardino, just go a little further east. It's out there. So come on out and see me at this casino. Have make me have such a great show that I'm too tired to drive home that night. That's how I'll know. If I get off stage, I'm like, eh, could have gone another round. Then, then I'll probably just drive home. That's how we gauge it. It's always like, let's just go. And then an hour and 45 minutes in, you're like, please see you out there. I'll stop and get a date shake. We'll see you there. So now for Ugh. the show, date shake, tasty. Mm -hmm. You don't like it because I said date. Mm -hmm. It's tasty. I want a milkshake. It's nature's candy. Ugh. It's milkshake. It's, everything it's not all is dates. nature's candy. They say grapes is nature's candy. You can't. Everything can't be grapes nature's candy. Are nature's candy, and you know what's nature's candy? A dried jujube, something that I had never had until I moved to Southern California. Uh, I think it's really big in like Filipino culture, Asian cultures, jujubes. But get you a bag of dried jujubes. They're like caramelized raisins, and they're gigantic. Cut to me googling can dogs have jujubes? The answer is yes, but they watch out for the pit. Um, delicious. It's like tiny, buttery leather. Looks like a giant raisin. Anyway, <laughs> you got questions. You know, I think about other podcasts and what they talk about and all the things they say. A lot of podcasts, like they'll just throw around words that like are definitely on like a no burden list. And they just talk like, I was fucking this girl and she squirted everywhere. Like our podcast is, it's a softer lift. It's, it's this is not... 
this is not the finger blasting podcast. This is come here, get some hardcore advice. We try to keep it light. And, and and I'm just saying, yeah, I just talked about how much I like jujubes. Some people <laughs> like a nice ride to work. I think we can still also keep it a little more low key because we're not a video podcast. And I think when you're on a video podcast, you're just like, yeah, like you got it. Because you got to bring something to it, right? I couldn't just be slumped over uh, in the corner. Yeah. So I think of those as like hot Cheetos and a four loco and we're like a spicy hot cocoa. <laughs> I could be really edgy. I just don't, it's just not, I don't like saying things and then I'm like, ugh, should I have said that? Do they need to know about the first time I had sex in a car? I'd have to make it up. Have you had sex in a car? No. You're like, I've had sex on a car. Ask me about my last Tuesday. <laughs> There's a movie that I haven't watched where I think Cameron Diaz has sex with a car. With a car. Someone has sex with a car. Stop. Counselor. No, I'm trying to make this hot and salacious and you're like, back to a leading lady. You're like, yeah, I've had sex in a car every time I order Taco Bell drive through Let's get to uh, it. I just right. found my Yokiro Taco Bell hat from, from your mom. I misplaced it in the move, but I have it back now. Great. Then I guess we can just shut this podcast down because all the <laughs> mysteries of the universe have been answered. Hi, Liza Emily, Emily. Higgins, keep it tepid. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think of when you think of spring cleaning? Do you think of throwing out a bunch of old stuff? Do you think of putting some sweaters away for next year? Do you think about changing your sheets? Well, you should. Because you don't want to be sleeping in the same heavy sheets you had all winter. You want something soft. You want something breathable. You want Bowlin Branch signature sheets because they're the perfect way to upgrade your sleep and they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made with the finest 100% organic cotton and these sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're the perfect thing to get you ready for summer. I got a set of washed linen sheets from Bowlin Branch. I also got the washed linen duvet cover and it is so soft. It feels like I've been living in it even though I just pulled it out of the package. Bowlin Branch's sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, and other harsh chemicals commonly found in sheets. You don't want to be sleeping on that. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowlin Branch. Go to BowlinBranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first set of sheets. Plus free shipping. That's Bowlin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. The weather is getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye, to put away your chunky jackets, chunky sweaters, and chunky pants, and it's time to update your wardrobe for that long haul, for the long summer ahead of us, without spending a fortune. Fashion is always changing, but one thing you can always rely on are quality garments like premium linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more, all at Quince. Quince's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands because dressing well should not cost a fortune and it shouldn't be expensive to look expensive. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes on the savings to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Oh, it's so elegant. I'm going on vacation this summer and you bet I got a linen dress from Quince. Just something you can throw on when you go to dinner or get out of the pool. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. 
highlights. And Emily, I love this podcast. It has been a breath of fresh air and really the only podcast I listened to since having my daughter six months ago. I used to love true crime, but now my brain is different as a mom. Thank you. Wait, can we talk about that? Yeah. It is. Like, I think blood is very funny and certain (laughs) types of death. But ever since becoming a mom, I'm like, I don't, like, if anything involving murder or someone dying or even getting arrested, I'm like, let's switch over to something softer. Let's just watch Great British Bake Show. Bake Off? Bake Off. Bake Show. Bake Down. It's the Bake Down. (laughs) Anyways, I get you. We're here for you. Welcome to the soft lift. Welcome to the softer side of the internet. But there's still a lot of blood and puking. And diarrhea. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't like that excitement. (laughs) For context, I am a 32-year-old female with a master's degree in accounting, and my husband, my daughter, and I live in Missoula, Montana, while my husband goes to law school. I work full-time from home as an auditor while my husband and I tag team childcare. I do not get out much except for an occasional brunch or dinner with my small family. The other evening, around 4.45, we decided to walk down to a bar close to our house for one happy hour drink with another couple. More context, this bar does not serve food. We brought our baby in the stroller, who knew his favorite thing, and she slept while we had a drink on the patio. The wind picked up, and I was afraid my baby was cold, so I asked the group if we could go inside to finish our drink. We were not inside for more than five minutes before a woman approached me and said, Really? You're okay with having your baby in a bar? We are all concerned for the baby. Is the baby okay? I was caught off guard and didn't know what to say, so I just said, Yes, she is okay. The woman then went to the bartender and asked her to make us leave, which she did. What? That, what? That's an infringement. I, yeah. On your rights (laughs) to be in public as a human. I felt so. Men know the bar is 21 and over. Oh. 20. I don't know. I don't know what what weird first laws they have out there in Montana. Well, that's the other thing. It's weird that there's, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Keep, keep going. I felt so horrified and ashamed and walked outside while the others paid. Then while I was outside, the woman came outside to the patio and high, oh. high-fived her friend and said, I got the baby kicked out. And her friend yelled at me, get a babysitter if you want to go out. Take the baby home. All of this was before 6 p.m. I'm having a tough time getting over this for some reason. My main priority in this life is the development, safety, and well-being of my baby. I love her and would die for her. That being said, I don't want her and I to become shut-ins. My question is this. Do you think I did the wrong thing taking my baby there? Have you experienced anything like this since you became a mom? Thank you for your time. C. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. You know, this is is not cut and dry. I got to be honest. No. Because... A bar is 21 and up. And I find that even comedy clubs are like pretty stringent about that. You're like, oh, it's just my niece. She's 14. Can she just come in? Nope, they cannot come in. So I do understand. Here's the thing. Like, she's not wrong in her, in the rule. Perhaps she was wrong in her execution and sentiment. Yeah. If if it is a law thing, like 21 and up, it does not matter. I get that. The w- w- There's so many issues here. What we're talking about is a war on like women with children versus women without, like you don't know what that woman was going through. And that was obviously very deep seated. I doubt she has kids. Um, And there is this weird thing with like, what? Or she has a kid what? and she was kicked out of a bar and she's been holding that and has been waiting to That's kick what I'm someone saying. else out. You don't know. Or this woman did never wanted kids or couldn't have kids. Like you don't know how personal this was. However... I will say on 
in defense of the monster that was such a giant B to you getting kicked out, when you are without your children, whether you are single and just going out, whether you are childless, whether you're just out for a good time or whether you hate your kids in their home or you want to break from your kids, there are spaces that are child-free and it creates a certain ambiance. I will tell you, in my single years or in my non-child years, if you go to a bar and you see a baby, it takes some of the sexiness out of the bar. It makes it like a family experience. Look, you're going out to get loaded as she was pretty early, going out for an adult time. I don't agree with how shitty restaurants can be about kids. I understand kids are difficult, but there is a war on people with kids. And the people without kids feel that they are at war by not having kids. Everybody feels bad. I understand not wanting to see a baby at a bar. I get that. But I think that's more on management. I think her, she tried to cloak it as if she's worried for the baby when she isn't. No. What she was saying is like, this isn't a hot time. And I get that. So maybe it's quietly going up to the manager and that is on the manager. That is on them to say like, unfortunately, we can't allow your baby. If that is the law. Right. I don't know what the law is, but let's say- I'd be curious to know. Yeah, I think it's in her execution. Yeah, I think there is nothing wrong with bringing your baby- to a patio and having a drink. I think that's incredibly normal and anyone with a kid would understand that. Here's the problem. Um, it might be the law that the baby's not allowed in there. Okay, this woman didn't do it because of the law. She did it out of spite. Yeah. She high-fived her friend. She questioned your parenting. That's so gross. That feels it's horrible. So and I, I understand why it's sitting with you. That would haunt me because this person went out of their way. They left their, yes. ev- their afternoon drink to come ruin your day. You guys were having one single drink that you nursed on the patio and brought inside. It doesn't matter it if you were outside. having five. Right, but... It doesn't... I'm just saying, like... And you're also right in that you're like, this was super early. Yeah. Keep in mind, this woman does not go up to couples. Some people, some cultures keep their kids out very late. And the kids in the stroller and the parents are eating. This woman's not going up to those people and saying anything. So what's haunting you is what's really haunting you at your core is that this woman was so aggressive mm-hmm. and you said nothing because you were so thrown off yeah. by how out of bounds she was. And you know what? You're the normal one. It's normal to not have like a ready attack response to someone like that because who the fuck would do that? I say, find out the policy. Take your kid. I understand that I got cold. Maybe you should have looked at that, but who fucking cares? Take your kid to a bar patio. We did that in Charleston. We went at like five o'clock with dreams of Sierra hanging out while we had a drink and she didn't and she was very loud and we had to leave. (laughs) So... Just in the future, you need to be, and I get it because in the moment, you know what? I'm going to give you advice that I don't know if I would follow because in the moment, you want to say, why don't you mind your own business? Why don't you mind your own business? Yeah. But because you're not a crazy person, you don't come like ready to scrap. Yeah. But you didn't do anything wrong. And she's so, that woman is dealing with so much shit. If you're going to hide, she was also drunk. And just think about how miserable she probably is going home to whatever reality she has, that you have to do that to a mother. Where were your friends? Where was your husband? Like, what was happening? Why was no one saying like, hey, like, get the fuck out of our faces? Right, we're having- Because it's Montana, so everyone's got a firearm. (laughs) I, yeah, I just don't understand. Again, like, maybe legally, okay, fine. The baby can't be in the bar, whatever. 
but these people were gunning for you and that feels bad regardless of like, you didn't do anything wrong. You might have, maybe you weren't supposed to be there. Okay, you were informed, you left. You didn't break the law. You were at an establishment paying money for drinks. Like that's not illegal, but it's just these people going out of their way, it just feels bad to know someone's been sitting there just like mad at you for something. You didn't do anything. It sounds like your baby was asleep. It's a war on women with children, as it always is, just like she feels there's a war on her. The issue is she if she really didn't like it, and I get it, I get it. I don't like seeing kids when, before I had kids. Like, you don't want to go to like a hot restaurant or a bar and see a kid. It, it fucks up the vibe. And you, we are all entitled to spaces where we get what we paid for. So I do get that. I don't know legally what you're entitled to. If it were about the kid, which she wasn't concerned for, she would have said something to the manager, which I find the most satisfying is going over someone's head and secretly fucking up their day and they never knew it was me. Right. Uh, She was wrong. At the end of the day, she was wrong. Yes. And she's miserable. And also tell your friends to fucking step up. It shouldn't just be you shouldering that weirdness. I'm sorry that happened. But guess what? That will never happen again. That was a fucking weird one-off thing. And in the future, you'll know, you'll be ready to be like, if you've got a problem, go and get the manager. I'm not talking to you. You don't work here. Although you spend enough money that they probably should make you a partner. Fucking (laughs) alky. Okay. That's awful. You know what though? Yeah. But when it comes down to it, I'm always like, say these things to people. And I'm always just like quiet because you know, people are nuts. Yeah. That woman definitely has a tiny pink 22 caliber pistol with the name like Jenna in script inscribed on it. Yeah. And that, but there's also, maybe fight crazy with crazy. The next time someone does that, you'd be like, get out of here. Don't talk to me. What if she's just like, oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) Sometimes when people are rude, they don't realize like how, if you out crazy, they're crazy, that they'll get real quiet (laughs) or they go crazier and everybody loses. Yeah. Or you say, the baby bought this round. Be respectful. I don't want a baby in a bar either, but a baby on a patio, I don't care. Yeah. Baby bought this round. Hi, Eliza and Emily. I, 14, female, living in Australia. Started watching your Netflix special in 2021. I said, find your podcast. I'm enjoying listening to all ear Q&As. Here is my question. I have a friend who's been going through some tough times. You're super close. And you used to have small times apart, but never anything big. Found out a couple of weeks ago that she was talking crap about me, agreeing with one of my other friends that I am mean and didn't deserve something I'd been working for during half the year. She doesn't know that I know about this and is acting super clingy and being really nice to me. How do I say I know what happened and I need a break from her? I know she is, has a hard life. And I don't want to hurt her, but I don't know what else I can do as I don't feel comfortable hanging out with her. I know your questions are normally bigger life issues and from adults, but I just want to give this a try. Thank you so much. Have a great week. So you're 16. 14. <laughs> no, they were 14 in 2021. No, I'm 14 and I started watching your Netflix special in 2021. Oh, sweet hat. Look, girls this age are like this. She's jealous. She's jealous of you. She wants to be you. This is a very normal girl on girl, which hopefully you don't get that joke, dynamic. Um, It's totally cool if you just tell her that. It's totally cool if you say to her in very adult terms, I, and by the way, make sure what you heard was correct. Because you don't know if the other friend is poisoning her. But let's say you verify it and you know she did it. It's okay. First of all, you could mess with her and just write a note that says, I know what you did. She'll be like, oh no, she knows. You can just say to her, hey, I just want to let you know, you really hurt my feelings. I know what you said about me. I thought we were closer than that. So I'm just going to take a break. 
And that will stun her. And it will probably like set her on a different path for the rest of her life. But it's all about, and we talk about this on the pod, on the podcast, making yourself, I'm trying to say it in your language so you understand, (laughs) making yourself comfortable. And, And she did something really shitty to you and you deserve to say to her, that really hurt my feelings. And I don't know if I can trust you. You know, she's just a kid, give her a break. But all little girls get jealousy, get frustrated, all people do. So just decide if it's worth having her around. Need I remind you of the, is it a parable? The story of the, of the scorpion and the frog. And the scorpion says, get on my back. I'll give you a ride across the river, which is weird that a frog no, needs a ride because no, they can the swim. No, the scorpion what? rides on the frog. You know what? Okay, you've told this story on the podcast no. wrong before. <laughs> okay. But also there's so many flaws. Like, no, this, no, the frog says, oh, that's right. The frog says, I'll give you a ride. That makes but more sense. But you're not going to sting me, right? And the scorpion's like, not no, gonna sting of me. course not. And then he stings and then the frog, him. And they both die. And so the frog's he stings like, him at the, what the hell? No, in the water. Like, they, he kills them both. He's like, what the hell? You've killed both of us. He's like, oh, it's in my nature. No, he didn't kill, he didn't kill both of them. Why would yes, the scorpion know? Because they, it's he in his gets nature. him across. No. To the other side. Yes. Did you Google it? No. Look, listen, only one of us has told this story wrong several times, but started, told it right the first time. And that's me. And he gets him across and he stings him. And the frog says, you said you wouldn't sting me. And I was so nice to you. Why did you sting me? And the scorpion says, it's in my nature. Now, I don't think a 14-year-old girl needs to be assigned a nature. Wikipedia Probably just says jealous. midway across the river. I hate you. <laughs> How's that? <laughs> because. Anyways, little girl, little girl in Australia. Don't call her Just a little girl. If she's, she's a little girl. She's 14. Fine. Hey, big girl. <laughs> How's that feel? Pretty bad. You just got to decide if this is a friend worth having. Uh, there's this line in 30 Rock. Tracy Morgan says like, is that thing what white women do where they, they're afraid of their best friends? Yeah. <laughs> Only women do this. So cut her out. You're 14. You're going to be going into high school anyway or upper, upper school, whatever you guys call it. Probably won't be friends anyway, but let her know what she did hurt. Yeah. Give her a chance to apologize. Yeah, she definitely is just jealous. Never thought you would hear it, and would and would probably will feel bad to know that you did hear it. Yeah, now it's now it's international. Now we all know what ja- what Jacinda did. <laughs> I just picked the name of the New Zealand Prime Minister. I was just trying to think of a name Australian you don't name. It's it was New Zealand. I fucked up, and she's also not the Prime Minister anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hello, AIA crew. I'm a 30-year-old single gal and I've been a trucker since episode one and the tales of Kashi, Goli, and Crunch. And in all this time, I've never had a question that I thought Eliza and Emily could weigh in on until now. I was listening to Spicy in the Head last week's episode as I was laying in bed and sat up straight when I realized I finally needed your advice. Buckle up, ladies. This includes Snow Peach. Is she buckled? (laughs) The background. In no... In November, my boss brought me on to a project that involved working with another team within our organization. I've been working with a new group of people, all of whom are awesome, smart, easy to work with, and we all get along great. There's one guy, let's call him T, who I've been working with practically daily for months because we've become the two people in charge for our respective teams. T and I get along great. He's 12 years older, but has a very youthful energy. Our work together has been mainly all done virtually. We live in different cities, so we're constantly talking on calls or texting, mostly always about work. During calls, we'll text in the background with jokes or complaints about the corporate nonsense we're dealing with. We've gotten to know each other decently and had met in person once earlier in the year during a big group meeting. He wears a wedding ring, 
and he often talks about his kids and their activities. But when asked how his weekend was or what he's up to, it's a lot of I or the kids. I have never, and I mean never, heard him refer to his wife. We've been in group settings where others would talk about their spouses, but he would never add to it. The event. We had an in-person meeting this week where T and I spent a few days working on the project. We spent hours together in the office. After the first day, we planned to meet up for a drink, then another, then went to another bar, and we're out until the bar is closed. We started off talking about surface-level stuff, but as the night and drinking went on, got into deeper conversations about interests, travels, life, etc., there were definitely flirty undertones, but nothing creepy that made me uncomfortable. Through all of this, not a peep about a wife. Showed me pictures of his kids, talked about how much he loves being a dad, but not a single word about a partner. We shared a lift back to our hotels, and that was that. The next day was totally normal and business as usual, and as he was leaving, he said how fun the night before was and how we'll have to do it again next time we're in town. The question. Does he even have a wife? Could he be divorced but still wear a ring? From all the stories no. he tells, it very much seems like he's a single dad. I don't want to outwardly ask him because that is so awkward. What if she is dead? But also, maybe yeah. he's really private about that part of his life. I really have no idea what the deal is, but I'm dying to know. What could the situation be that he can go bar hopping with a younger woman until late at night and it'd be fine? Maybe it's fine because the wife doesn't know. IDK, thank you for your wisdom. Let me know if you need more details. Hugs to all, especially hot Scotty. Anonymous with a work crush. Okay, so this is super complex because the truth is it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because he's 42 with two kids, possibly widowed or married or divorced, and you are free and single and 30 in another state, right? So what's eaten at you is that the only reason you're somewhat interested in this guy is the forced proximity. You're talking all the time. This guy seems cool. He's probably good looking. And it is so natural to like become attracted to a coworker because of circumstances. I don't know what the name of the law is. It's the reason you become best friends with the kid across the street from you. It's the reason you marry the guy that you sat next to in homeroom. Like there's a proximity thing here. You probably would not give this guy a second glance out in the wild, but you are close because of work. And it's really mostly curiosity because you're like, oh, I want to know if this is fun and flirty, but I need to know the other puzzle pieces. You don't want to be in a relationship. And like, by the way, if you are in this and you're out in the world and you're listening to this podcast, then that's what works for you. You don't want to be in a relationship with a man who's 12 years older that already has two kids who either lies, is shady, or is still grieving, which is fine over his dead wife because he's still wearing the ring. This is all too much for you. Best case scenario, she's dead. In which case, that's a lot for you. If she's dead and he's being, fl there's flirty undertones, she's saying, he should say something to her. He should have at least made it clear. If he was yes. interested, he would have indicated yep. in some way that he was not taken, right? Thank he you. he must know that you're looking at the fact that he has a wedding ring. This guy, listen to me. If he wanted to, he would. If he wanted to kiss you, he would. If he wanted to spend more time with you, he would. There's the version, and it's understandable, where it's like, hey, here's this cute 30-year-old girl paying attention to me. This is totally harmless. And he's kept it professional. Yeah. It's okay to have a serious conversation. So, so far, no one's done anything wrong, and he doesn't owe you any information, but you want to know because you're kind of want to taking it to the next level in a weird way. Like, you wouldn't mind, like, a kiss or something. 
But the fact that he hasn't mentioned a wife either means he just didn't want to because he wants to see how much he can flirt or he just didn't because he doesn't or she's dead. But you can do the girl thing and do some creative internet digging, which I'm sure would be easy to do. She must have. He must not have social media or she would have found it. Um, I think you're more curious than anything, but the truth is it kind of doesn't matter because this isn't the guy for you. And you don't want to be hooking up with a guy with like two kids. And he was willing to tell you all about his kids. Like this is not, what's sexy to you is that he's cute, he pays attention and he's fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. I would immediately create a, pro- a dating profile, get on some apps and start talking to guys that are more viable for you. It doesn't really matter. Because most of the versions of this are not okay. Like where he is married or he's divorced, but still wearing a ring, which is a little odd, or they're separating or everything's great. He's just not talking about her. Like it's, it's all mostly negative. So it doesn't matter is the answer, you know? Right. The world in which he's free and single, he should have made that clear to you. Yeah. And he didn't. So this guy's going to be like, yeah, we just, what, I can't go out for a drink with a coworker. It's like, well, it's a little weird, but maybe you were all out together. It's normal to be attracted to someone that you're in close proximity with, but I would just sort of leave this one alone and just keep it professional. Use this as a test to prove like I can work with all types of people and like, I'm not going to take this to a weird place. Especially when it's the person though, that like, you know, when you're in a meeting and you, you, well, I don't know. You're in you're in Zuko. Whatever you do for your fancy job, Eliza, and you look you you can look at someone else. You can text someone else. Like, oh, what's this idiot yeah. saying? You know, that's a powerful relationship. Yeah, it's a little, a little, uh, slightly morally lacking on his end. But you know, it's okay. It's all about work. You're thirty. Uh, people are gonna get mad at me for this, but it makes sense as we get older that you're like, oh, I need to. I need to set my sights on a guy that maybe already has kids because the older we get, like the more likely that is. At 30, you don't need to be doing this. Yeah. You don't want that. Maybe you do, but not from this guy, okay? So mm-hmm. file it under, pretend he's like a weirdo with a secret and see if you're still attracted to him. But please let us know or give us his name so we can do some digging. Yeah. Please, please follow up. You guys just take my advice and then you swim away and I never see my fish babies again. So please come back. Okay. Hello, Eliza and Co. This is a long one, so I'm going to jump in. Background. I'm 25, female. My entire life, from when I was little into adulthood, everyone has thought I was Jewish. In college, I made a lot of Jewish friends, and many of them said they assumed I was Jewish when they met me. All my roommates were Jewish. My brother was recruited and joined a historically Jewish fraternity his first year in college. Everywhere we go, people assume we're Jewish, but really we're Italian. Easy enough to that mix happens. up. I mean, I That's guess That's because you're from the Jewish. Northeast. I, gu- I guarantee you're from the Northeast. My dad always says the only difference is the color of the stain on your shirt. Like Italians have like marinara sauce and I guess Jews have chicken noodle soup. <laughs> Clear. More of an Italian thing. I don't know what it is. Gefilte fish gel. My mom's birthday is in February. She got one of those DNA tests that tells you about your ancestry. She got it because she wanted to possibly reconnect with her family in Italy. See if anyone is a match on the app, etc. Apparently, her father has some German in him, but it's really uncertain how German he is since his dad died when he was a baby. Anyway, she got the test, did it, and got her results in April of 2022. This is where it gets spicy. 
My mom was okay. under the impression she was 100% Italian her entire life at the time she was 52. When she opened her results, she was 50% Italian and 50% Ashkenazi Jewish. Extremely long story short, my mom calls her mother and instead of saying anything about the results, my grandma gets on a plane and comes to our house the next day alone. She explains to my mom that she was adopted by her father when she was two and that when she was adopted, they got the state to void any record of my mother having a different last name, made it look like she was a blood related to her father. My mother had no clue her entire life. My grandma was a teen mom. My mom's biological father left immediately after getting her pregnant, wanted nothing to do with my mom or my grandma because my grandma was Catholic. My grandma begged him to stay and was going through the process to convert, but he said that since she was not Jewish blood, it didn't matter. She gave birth to my mom and was a single mom for a year. When she met my grandpa, Wait, they- sorry, just real quick. The yeah. grandma got pregnant by a Jewish guy. Yeah. This doesn't Grandma's right. Italian. Who was just like, I don't want anything to do with it. And she's like, I'll convert. And he's like, because you're, okay, got it. Yeah. So- Got it. So the mom is, your mom is half Jewish. Correct. Yeah. Got so it. So that's what the, and that's what the DNA told her when she thought she was 100% like Italian, Catholic Italian. When she met my grandpa, they got married very quickly after dating. They then made copies of all documentation of the wedding so that it was in the past before my mother was born. They have Whoa. the real copies locked up somewhere so no one ever saw them. They Italian then- secret. <laughs> They then had two daughters after that, my mom's sisters, who are technically her half-sisters. My grandpa is not German at all. They told my mom that, so if anyone ever questioned her ethnicity, she would have that tidbit about possibly being German in her mind and not question anything. My grandpa has no idea. My mom knows she's not biologically related because one rule before marrying grandma is that my mother could never learn she was adopted. My aunts have no idea and their kids have no idea. My grandma told my mom and me who her biological dad was, and she found out she has four half-siblings. One sister is three years older than my mom, and they met through the DNA test app. She was very kind to my mom and sent pictures of my new cousins. One of our sons looks exactly like my younger brother. Then there's the other three, which came from my biological grandpa's second wife. So now I have two aunts and an uncle who are all in their 20s. My uncle is my age, and the aunts are only a few years older than me. Found this out through looking my uncle up on LinkedIn and doing the math. Based on when he graduated high school and college, we are the same age. This girl needs to get with the last girl to show her how to do internet detective (laughs) work. On LinkedIn. My problem is my mom doesn't want to reach out to her dad or her three other siblings at all, but I do. I really do. I don't really like my mom's side of the family other than my grandma, who is the most lovely person I've ever met. Everyone else is, this is putting it nicely, trashy. And my dad's family is uptight and I don't like hanging out with them either. This feels like a way to finally have a family I like potentially. They all live across the country from me, but I feel like they have a right to know about us too. They're all really educated and seem cool. They don't have much of a social media presence, but from what I could find, they're at least interesting. No one in my entire extended family has gone to college, but me and my brother. And I'm getting my master's in social work and working towards an eventual computer science master's after I'm done with this one. I consider myself really educated, so is my brother. And my biological grandpa is an international lawyer who still practices law and travels the world and knows multiple languages based on his public Facebook profile. And I've always been really drawn to the Jewish faith. I used to look up ways to convert to Judaism because I found it so rich in culture and interesting. To find out that I'm technically Jewish and have been in some small way denied a part of my culture and ancestry hurts slightly. My mom doesn't feel the same. She just feels angry and wants nothing to do with anything involving her biological father's family. 
I really, really want to reach out to this new family. I want to get to know them. But my mother is so against it and she would be really upset if I brought that into her life. To her, it's shameful. And she just wants to pretend that she never learned about it and that these other relatives didn't exist. I live with my parents while I get myself through school, but me and my boyfriend are moving out in a year when I graduate. People have been telling me to reach out to my aunts and uncle when I move out, but I'm scared it would come back to her. If I ask her for her permission, I feel like she would get upset and angry at me and say I can't reach out and be betrayed if I do without her knowing. It's been almost a whole year and I can't stop thinking about it. Should I learn to let it go and move on or should I be sneaky and just message these people anyway? I feel that talking won't solve anything. Also, I do not get along with my mom. We are constantly fighting and yelling at each other since I was 12. I don't remember a time when we were happy together and we know practically zero about each other. We don't even talk to each other when we're in the same room. Only bare minimum information or else we'll fight. Thanks. Two things. One, I'm sorry if if I, this was a lot. Your grandfather, the man who got your mom pregnant, you're saying is an international lawyer? Your Grandma. grandma pregnant? Yeah, who ditched out, who wants nothing to do with her. Right, and you're saying he's like this big international lawyer, whatever. Look, it's not like a time heals all wounds. There is a version where you reach out to him. But the guy doesn't sound awesome. Like that's awful, regardless of your religion or culture, to like get a woman pregnant, men do it all the time, and then just ditch out. So he probably isn't aware of all this internet digging and all these capabilities. But I mean, this guy also is probably pretty old. Um... There's a version where you reach out and he's like, oh my God, I always wondered. There's also the version, what if your grandma lied? What if your grandma never told him and the guy never knew and they broke up? Like, you don't know what the real story is. But let's say this guy is like not the coolest. It doesn't sound like they want to know. Um, There's also, you know, like you could reach out and these kids could be like, okay, well, who's this person that grandpa, like they may not be receptive to it. You are wanting to feel whole. You're wanting to feel whole. And you have the right to understand the parts that make you up. You have a right to understand your genealogy and your ethnicity. In the Jewish religion, you said you're technically Jewish. You're not technically Jewish because your mom isn't Jewish. I don't subscribe to that. It doesn't make you Jewish, but ethnically it does make you a quarter, right? Mm-hmm. Half. Sorry, it makes you half. Because no, her, mom, her mom Sorry, is quarter. Half. Right. Right, makes you a quarter. Um, I think you're yearning to be a part of this. It, it could be some deep-seated ethnic thing where like, you know, the Torah calls to you or it's just the appeal of the unknown. The grass because is always greener. Grass is always greener. I mean, if you want to talk rich cultural ethnic heritage, Italians are right at the top of the list. Um, that's a tough one. I think this all starts with your mom. I think you feel, the fact that you guys don't get along, I don't know why, I don't know what it is. Obviously, your mom seems like a little closed-minded, but your mom's been through some shit, as has your grandma. And what you don't want to do is go searching for this selfishly and it like upsets everyone. Is your grandfather still alive? Your Italian grandfather? It sounds like he is. So grandma, like, instead of talking about it on the phone near grandpa, flew to them by herself and was like, heads up. Grandpa, like the condition was grandpa wanted you to never know. But I'm right, telling right, right. you. So that's, there's something. Grandma's a real one, you know, and she's been <laughs> through a lot. That's tough. It's the question is what's more important? You know, your family that you have said is kind of trashy and you don't really like, or 
Are you viewing them that way because of like through this lens? That's tough. Is your grandma cool with it? You know, because she's the one it happened to. Is she like, okay, you should secretly reach out. And your mom is just on the side of her dad. You know, she's just, I'm sorry, your mom is just on the side of her adopted dad. And your mom, does your mom know about this? Sorry. Yeah, so the mom is the one who got a DNA test and was like, hey, mom, grandma, what's up? And mom, grandma was like, well, as it turns out, your mom may not be able to like fully articulate why she doesn't want you to mess with this. I think you need to really assess what it is you want to know. I mean, you can always Google, find out if that grandpa is, I mean, it sounds like he's uh, an Ashkenazi Jew, not a Sephardic Jew. You can always look about that. We all have this fantasy that we're going to reach out to other relatives um, and find out stuff. It doesn't seem like you're going to get a lot from them. And I understand that you're drawing these connections like, and I've always looked this way, which if you're Italian... It could look Jewish very easily. And I've always felt this way. I just, I feel bad for you because there's a part of you missing. But I think you would be made more whole by, I guess, trying to talk to grandma and your mom more. It's a little weird that you guys like can't communicate. Maybe your mom's not the brightest, but this is stuff that they've been living with forever. So It's like this brand new information to you and you want to explore it, which makes sense. Can you do it quietly? I think the concern is it would get back to the mom. But here's what I'm thinking. So this person is living with their mom right now who like, okay, you and your mom don't get along. Pretty nice of her to let you live there while you get your master's. You're moving out Yeah, maybe just wait. Yeah. Wait until you move out, but talk to grandma about it. Like how does grandma, you say you love grandma. Grandma is lovely. You say- how would she feel about you reaching out to these people, you know? Or does she know maybe how you can talk to your mom about it in a way that wouldn't upset your mom, you know? See because see where grandma is, lands. This happened to grandma. She's the one that would be carrying the resentment or the trauma of getting pregnant by someone who was awful to her and then meeting a guy who was like, let's just do this the right way. It is a very like Catholic Italian thing, like no shame to the family. And your mom's just, this is just the life that she's lived and she probably resents your original grandpa. You know, there is a respect to these people who don't want to be burdened by all of this. Like that's a shitty thing to happen. So that might be, that might outweigh your desire to like publicly connect with these people. So I vote give it that year and I would vote talk to grandma. Maybe after all this time, it's okay, but you don't want to make your grandpa upset who stepped in and did the right thing. And maybe like he has like an old school amount of shame assigned to this, you know? I think we're very quick as young people to be like everything older people hold dear, near and dear is stupid. You guys got to let this stuff go. But these are still people who lived a whole life and have attachments to things. I'm not saying people are allowed to be racist or something, but have some respect for the fact that these people have like lived this whole life, built it around this secret and endured. So just be delicate with it. Mm -hmm. But I hate to say this. You you are Italian. You guys won in terms of food. You won all the cool culture stuff. So just don't be so quick to trade that in for. I mean, and maybe here. this other family would be like, "Oh, you're trashy too." You know, like they're not necessarily going to welcome you with open arms just because you're all. What if that happens? Like, here's this like granddaughter of our esteemed grandfather. Like, look, maybe they don't want to know. Oh my god, you like maybe they'll hate him. Like, look what you did, and then they'll be mad at you. Like. Don't assume it's going to be this warm, loving reunion. It might be, but they may not care. Yeah. I'm just saying, think about what it is you really want to get out of it. And if it's a Wikipedia page on Judaism, 
I will send it to you. <laughs> is that how is that how you learned? That's how I learned everything. I just Wikipedia'd my whole culture. Yeah. <laughs> so we've kind of given you a half answer, non-answer, but at the very least, just wait till you're out of your mom's house so you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. Hi, Liza. Emily, baby Sierra, Chef Noah. I live in a neighborhood where most of the families have one or two kids under the age of 10. Our closest friends in the neighborhood have kids around the age of five. One of our across-the-street neighbors has a very timid son who is very sweet but not assertive at all. I swear, I feel like kids come out of the womb who they are, but my daughter is very confident and very assertive and knows what she wants and isn't afraid mm-hmm. to ask for it. Sometimes she gets into trouble because she's still learning how to have manners. She's an only child, and she only interacts with other kids at school or on play dates. So those are the times when she needs to be using her manners the most. We try to work with her on it every single day because it's so important in life. But also, yeah. she's only five years old. So when she reaches her frustration level and wants what she wants, she can have a mini meltdown or yell at people. It doesn't sure. seem anything out of the ordinary compared to other kids that I've witnessed. I've seen other kids yell and have meltdowns for various reasons. There's a mom across the street, the mother of the timid five-year-old, who has kind of an open-door policy at her house. She lets the kids build forts and just go wild inside of her house. They love going over there. But yesterday, we were all walking to the park with the kids on scooters, and she started ranting at me how the previous day, my daughter was yelling at her and another neighbor mom about what she wanted. She didn't have manners and how that's not appropriate. First, I was apologetic because, of course, I want my daughter to have manners. I'm working her with her on it every single day, but I don't have some magic wand to make her a perfect princess. She's still her own individual. However, the mom started going on a rant about how she never uses her please and thank yous. She's very demanding. She better prepare herself, and I better prepare her for kindergarten, which is starting in the fall, because the teacher's going to have 35 kids, and they cannot stop the whole class to make her happy. And if she continues this kind of behavior with no manners and being rude, then she's going to be singled out. It's going to go on her permanent record. She could possibly get expelled from school. There's I'm no liter- permanent record <laughs> in kindergarten. I literally- Because you didn't say, please, they're going to expel you? <laughs> That's so sad. Like, why did you end up working in this garbage pit? Well, I didn't say please in kindergarten. It went on my permanent record. And they expelled me. I literally- been ruined. <laughs> Laughed out loud because we're talking on a five-year-old. Yeah, she has a lot to learn in the manners department. I wholeheartedly agree, and I really do want her to work on that, and I am doing things. However, I don't expect perfection from a five-year-old. She already goes to Montessori school Monday through Friday all day long and has gone to daycare almost all of her life, so she knows the routine of respecting her elders and playing fair. Every time we have the biannual teacher-parent conference, they say how she is a mentor to the little kids, and she's a great help in the classroom. I know she's not perfect. I don't pretend her to be. And it's totally believable that she lost her shit on the two moms. But I don't think that they're going to expel a five-year-old out of kindergarten for having bad manners. No, this is all, of course not. Go on. I'm a board-certified dermatologist and I work outside the home, so I'm not at home all day. The other mom is home all day and kept her son out of school until he was five. He spent every single day with her. Of course, I have some mom guilt because I'm not physically with her every single day, all day. But at the same time, I worked hard for my career and I want to be doing what I'm doing and supporting my family and earning $300,000 a year. Overall, I'm very happy with my life. My husband also earns a great salary and he gets work from home. So she gets that stay-at-home parent experience because he picks Okay, wait, hold on. Stop. Yeah. There's so much much qualifying. I know. But no, it's just qualifying. It's what moms do. It's like, of course I want this. And of course I love her. Women of the world. You never need to say you love your kid. There's this weird like referendum like, well, you must not love your kid because you said one bad thing about them. You don't have to explain yourself. I wish women wouldn't do this. You don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to explain that you worked hard. You don't, none of this, this is all you, I'm not criticizing. I'm saying, I get it. 
And people need to be like, what's the, this whole email so far, like it started out with like, of course I want to do better, but that mom's also a fucking a bitch. And, and of course my kid's pretty great. So what's the question? So normally I would just brush someone like this off. Yeah. However, she literally lives across the street. My daughter loves playing with all those kids. We have a kind of neighborhood where the kids get to stay outside until the streetlights come on, which is super nice. I just wish I had something to say back to this mom because I was incredulous when she was saying how unfortunate my daughter's future was going to be because of her attitude and school was going to crush her. And I just laughed and said, good, it should crush or should yeah. crush all of us. I also said there's no such thing as a permanent record because if there was, I would never Thank become you. a dermatologist because I partied a lot in both high school and college. I just love Eliza's take on life and feel my daughter has a lot in common with her, LOL. You okay. know what? It's just so unfair. First of all, first of all, I'm going to say this because I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, what are we going to do when like little kids have to come over here? You know? We all remember the parents that were like, we all help clean up in this house. And we all remember the parents that are like, take whatever you want, run amok. There is the version where there's no structure at the other lady's house. Yeah. So maybe in some way your daughter doesn't see them, even though they are as superiors or adults, because it is just like a giant fort, take whatever you want. You know, it's not structured like school. She is at playtime where the rules aren't as stringent but you're not over there so you don't know. And you don't know, did this woman see your daughter do one thing and she's just decided that's what it is? It sounds like the kids are so different. Yeah. That, you know, it's easy to look at another kid and be like, oh my God, not that, but mine's doing it well. Because you're not over there, you don't know. And what matters is that your teachers are giving this positive feedback. You don't know this woman. Like that's a fully insane thing to say. And it's not coming from a good place. I'm sorry. It's coming from a place of, I saw your daughter do something. It bumped with the way that I raised my kid. So I'm going to say something really shitty to you. Do your best to brush it off. And you can say to her, be like, I, she doesn't have to come over. Like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. All you can do is your best. And you're working with her. I work with Sierra all the time to say, please. And it sounds awful when she says it because she yells it. <laughs> But these things all come out in the wash. Um, I, I'm imagining a big part of parenting is not only enduring your own child, but enduring the idiotic, unsolicited advice of other parents. And so we can all sit here all day and poke holes and who parents differently and who does what and who, whatever. But if the feedback from the teachers is good, you know, maybe talk to your daughter and be like, like say it one more time. Like always remember, especially around this lady. <laughs> But I, I don't know. Can you go over there and just kind of observe for a little bit? Well, here's like the, a grain of salt here. Here's the tough part too, though, is the our question asker is, is like, yeah, my kid is a little asshole. I mean, she doesn't say that, but she's like, yeah, she's an only child. She does have an attitude. We're working on it, but she has an attitude. And the fact that she's doing great in like her classes, she's really helpful with the teachers to me says. Yeah. To, to to backseat parent here, she's hanging out with the teachers because maybe the other kids are sick of her bossiness a little bit. That's, you know, That's just not even, <laughs> look, I don't want to ascribe anything to your kid, but we don't know. she likes to hang out with the adults. She likes to do, you know, she likes to be in charge. She likes to get her way. That's fine. And she'll figure it out when she's in class. She'll figure she'll it figure out because the kids aren't going to like it. The other version is don't let your kid go over there. Or you can just say to the mom, be like, if my daughter's doing something to upset you, let me know. I certainly Text don't that. want her in that environment. You know, there's other... It, it, and that woman would be like, no, she's welcome over. All you can do is work on it. And I guarantee you, if this were a little boy, this wouldn't be an issue. I'm not saying this mom is 
a bad person, but I'm just saying we tend to say words like bossy only when it comes to women. Only when it comes to women. If it's a guy, he's just a project manager. This is your little girl figuring out her voice. Now, of course, you want to give her manners, but until you're over there watching it, like I wouldn't be so quick to believe this woman. It doesn't help that her kid's a little timid guy. She doesn't want your daughter like talking over this because some boys need it and some kids are just like this. Yeah. And this is, by the way, every friend group has the friend that's in charge and then the friends that follow. And these are just personality traits. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if the mom kept the kid home and you sent your kid to school. Like these are all parenting choices and these kids live on a block and they got to play together because that's life. So if she doesn't want your daughter over, she needs to say that to you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Top of the cop. Top of the cop. It's the top of the cop. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. So just a reminder, if you have a great top of the cob that we would all relate to and like to hear, please write it in. If you got a great bottom of the cob, you cannot do both. We will only take one from each person. So we'll do two people, one top, one bottom per episode. Starting next episode, my top of the cob was initially a bottom of the cob, but I've decided to see it as my own private joke. Um, Okay, it's like a semi-cob. So it's like a little bit of both, but we'll call it a top. Basically. Uh, American Airlines is not my preferred airline and I had to fly them this week. And they do that thing where at the end, in the flight, they're like, now that we have you as a captive audience, we're going to take a minute to tell you about our credit card, which we know none of you want. But the woman talking was like not a great public speaker and she was like struggling to get through it. She was like, the American Advantage Platinum card, you can get, thank me qualifying miles and plenty of perks. And she kept saying, and as you can see, it's a great value. And she kept saying, as you can see, but there was nothing to look at. Mm -hmm. And like, there weren't a ton of like, these people are going to fuck you. This is a credit card. They're not trying to give away anything for free. And so she just kept being like, you get 25,000 qualifying bonus miles, which as you can see is a great value. And there's plenty of other things, which as you can see, this would be a great credit card for you. So I just enjoyed how many times she said, as you can see, as she was like stumbling through this required speech that nobody wanted to hear. Right. And as you can see, it's the credit card for you. Thank you for flying American Airlines. We used to be a lot better. Sorry, it's not the 80s anymore. (laughs) My top of the cob is when I was sick with covid my little my little baby Cokes didn't have any flavor, and now I'm back in action. And that first that first sip of a baby Coke, so sweet, so good, so refreshing. Get back, Gwyneth Paltrow. Emily's here <laughs> with her nutritional tips. You like Coke? Get you a baby Coke. It's a little bit less Coke, and you will drink more of them, but at least it's smaller initially. <laughs> <laughs> it's so small. Move over, bone broth. Baby Coke is here. <laughs> My bottom of the cob is on stage in front of 3,500 people in Hollywood, Florida. I was doing a bit where I was hitting the microphone on my leg and I hit the side of my fucking knee. You know that little bone that juts out on the side? It's like a tiny little horn. I hit that. I cracked the microphone on it. And I think it was imperceptible to the audience, but I was like, there was a split second where I was like, do I have to stop talking? (laughs) It hurt and the adrenaline kicked in and I got off stage. I was like, okay, I feel okay. And I woke up the next morning 
There's nothing worse than being hurt, but there's no visual proof. So people <gasps> just think you're annoying. Yes. It's just a little red. You wouldn't even notice it. There's no bruise, but the entire muscle, like I think I bruised the bone and the entire muscle around it. It hurts to like extend my leg. I was struggling yesterday, like just kind of like slowly walking around the house. Like it makes your whole body hurt. And so like nobody cares. Oh, like <laughs> it's not like I'm an athlete or something, but like comics can't hurt themselves. And any major injury I've sustained on stage has been from hitting myself with a microphone <laughs> on accident. <laughs> and was- it really, really hurts. Today even, it's so sore. Anyway, what's yours? My bottom is that feeling when you know you're going to be late for something, when you're like wrapping up something else and you're like, I know, like I have to get off this car. I have to, I have to move along. I have to get in the car. I have to, and you're just dry. Whatever you're doing, you know you're going to be late and you can't do anything about it. I hate being late more than anything else in this in this world. It really makes I me I appreciate that. Unwell. I do too. It is a choice to be late. But if I am ever late, no one's allowed to say anything because I'm never late. Please know that when I'm late, I feel very sick and unwell about it. And you don't need to say anything to me because I'm so upset. Please know she feels unsick and unwell in general. And this only (laughs) exacerbates it. So please be nice to her. Unrelated. Don't you think it'd be funny to get a dog and name it Senor? Oh, yeah. Senor, please. (laughs) Please, Senor. You should change your name. To Senor. I mean, she already has so many names. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter what I call her. Bashir. Sometimes we call her famed journalist, Martin Bashir. (laughs) Journal. All right. Folks, write in your top or bottom of the cob. Please give us updates, especially the girl with the family and then the girl with the guy who's flirty and 12 years older. Mm -hmm. We'd like to know these things. Uh, we We love hearing those updates. Come see me this weekend at Fantasy Resort Springs, Fantasy Resort and Casino, Resort Casino and Springs and, <laughs> and Hot Springs outside of Palm Springs, Palm Desert. And uh, look out for those fall tour announcements coming at you. So pumped for this new tour and the new merch we're going to have. And a dog named Senior. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is it too early to say that 2024 is going by quickly? When life goes so fast, I mean, even faster when you have kids, it's important to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. And therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. I think one of the hardest things to do is to genuinely be proud of what you've done, right? Glass half full kind of stuff, because it's honestly a lot more fun to beat yourself up about why the glass is half empty or totally shattered. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I've started therapy ever since I had my second baby. I started therapy and it's just nice to have someone to talk to. You can't always write in to ask Eliza anything because we won't always see your questions. BetterHelp is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. No one's going to ask any questions. Take a moment, visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Eliza. 
Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land, so we're told, but we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 